Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Since the start of the lockdowns, the state of Florida has seen a deluge of blue state residents flocking to the state, seeking in-person learning for their children and less COVID-19 restrictions. Florida's Surgeon General Joseph Latipo was tasked with keeping Floridians safe throughout the pandemic. He's just penned a book where he talks about some of his experiences. We had a chance to ask him about it. Here's a look. Dr. Joseph Latipo, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. I'm really happy to be joining you guys today. Doctor, there's a lot I'd like to ask you, but first I have to ask you about your new book, uh, Transcend Fear, very fascinating read. What motivated you to write this book and uh, what do you hope readers will take away from it? Well, really the, the core motivation was the reason I was a candidate for this position of, of Surgeon General, which frankly was my own personal transformation from someone who was extremely fearful and lived in just the, 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 an, a, an atmosphere, an immersive atmosphere of fear in terms of how I approached every single thing in my life to someone who is as far removed from that as possible, free of the fear and able to you know, do things that I would not have been able to do if I was still living in the, in the, prior, in the prior paradigm. And that happened for me right before the pandemic, and it allowed me to do things in the pandemic, like write and talk and communicate to people in an effective way that would have been impossible without that, without having that experience of, of going through working with a former Navy SEAL and going through stuff related to Chinese medicine and meridian theory to, to get rid of the fear that I was carrying around. And that was why I was even considered a candidate for the Surgeon General position by the governor. So that, that for people to be able to, who want more, to be able to access more of what they want for their own lives is, that's the primary motivation for the book. Well, I think one thing readers will also uh, get to know is that you are uh, highly credentialed uh, graduating from Harvard Medical School. Um, how important was it uh, for you to have diverse opinions and robust discussion among doctors and scientists when it came to uh, you know, your studies and also um, COVID-19? And why do you think we saw kind of a, a stifling of these things of sorts? Well, it's, it's so important. And yeah, I, I did. I was fortunate to go to medical school at Harvard, which was a terrific medical school. And I also completed a PhD in health policy and, and gained expertise with research methods while I was in, in graduate school. So that was obviously extremely helpful for the pandemic, both early on and up to this very day in terms of helping shape policies that are actually in the public's interest rather than in the interests of some political ideology or some pharmaceutical company, which is unfortunately most of what we've been seeing. But it's really important, debate, inquiry, open communication, where people aren't worried that their heads are gonna be cut off if they say the wrong thing, which again, unfortunately, is what we've seen during the pandemic. That's critical for the search for truth. You can't find it without it. And it's important, it's valuable. Doctor, do you find that there may be um, a lot of doctors out there that agree with you in private, 
but tend to keep silent in public in fear of um, any type of you know retribution or losing their medical license? Oh, that's factually true. I can't tell you how often I hear supportive messages from doctors who say they really appreciate what I'm doing, that what I'm saying, that I'm being outspoken about. Because ultimately, most of what I've said has just been, no, here are the data. I mean, I haven't, there's really been nothing profound that I've said. It's mostly just been pointing to the data and, and, and all the data, not just the data that agrees with the CDC's agenda, you know. So I have... I have so many messages from so many doctors. And you know, the other thing they, they often say is that, wish I could say something, but I can't say something. I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my job. Or people are just scared because they, they don't want the negative attention. I mean, you see how think these, how media have come after me after we, the, the Florida Department of Health did the study of Florida data and found an increased risk of cardiac death among young men. I mean, it's it's just it's been crazy. It's almost been this this just explosive tantrum in terms of the types of critiques from every which way that have come. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that, and I cannot blame them because it's not. It's not something I think most people are prepared for to deal with, but absolutely, it's it's there. It's this really negative attention that follows unpopular stances or findings that is the main reason why you don't hear from more doctors publicly. Well, congratulations on the uh, new book, um, Transcend Fear. Dr. Joseph Ladipo, uh, thank you. Hey, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. The Pentagon will fund travel for troops and their dependents seeking abortions. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin outlined the agency's new policy. It will apply to service members and their dependents based in states where abortions are now illegal. That means travel expense to a state where abortion is legal will be federally funded. President Joe Biden has been vocal in his support for federally funded abortions. Biden has recently said that he supports funds for taking time off from work and child care for those obtaining an abortion. He's also urged private companies to provide similar funding. Many are reacting to the Biden administration's latest announcements on abortion policies. To discuss abortion law, we spoke to former Attorney General from the state of Kansas, Phil Klein. Here's what he had to say. Phil Klein, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. My pleasure. Phil, right now the issue of abortion is in the uh, spotlight. You've been at the forefront of this battle for quite some time. Uh, you've raised concerns over Planned Parenthood in the past actually uh, breaking certain laws. What have you unearthed as your time as Attorney General in the state of Kansas as well as in your private practice? Well, first, generally, as it applies today, you have to recognize that Planned Parenthood first is a business enterprise, and they're interested in profit. Secondly, they are a lobbyist organization. Third, they're political. And only fourth is women's health a concern. What we learned is that Planned Parenthood does not act first in the cause of the health of their patients. For example, there was extensive evidence, and still is, that they do not report child rape. There's extensive evidence that they don't follow up with um, other health care concerns of those who receive abortion services, nor do they communicate with other physicians on those needs. 
they we unearthed that they performed illegal late-term abortions and were ignoring state laws as it relates to parental notification or consent. And in fact, uh, setting up procedures to avoid and and um, step aside or set aside those laws so that they could perform abortions on children without their parents' knowledge. This is deeply concerning. As we know, and as I experienced as an attorney general and as a prosecutor, numerous children, hundreds of thousands of children, unfortunately, are sexually exploited in this nation every year by adults. And we need healthcare professionals to report that abuse so that we can act to protect the children. Planned Parenthood has not done that in the past. Phil, President Biden has just recently said uh, he would support federal funding for people seeking abortions to take time off from work and uh, other services. Not sure how new moms are feeling about this news, but from a legal standpoint, how does this sit with you in terms of using taxpayers' money? Well, I'm, I'm pro-life. I believe that this nation with all its wealth and with all its power and might has room at the table for the woman who faces the unwanted pregnancy as well as her unborn child. And I think that our laws and policies ought to default towards life rather than viewing human life as an inconvenience and something that can be extinguished if it, if it interferes with our plans. And Planned Parenthood sees it just the opposite. Um, they view the, the desire of the mother as the most significant issue. And in fact, I think they exploit the fear of the, of the prospective parent in many ways. So it's, it's concerning when our government steps in and says, look, we need to have a role um, such that if the most vulnerable and innocent in our society are unwanted by those who have the present control over their lives, we're going to fund the ending of their life. That is contrary to the American promise and on, on, on the truths on which this nation was founded. A pro-life leader in Pennsylvania, um, Mark Houck, uh, he was recently raided by the FBI for charges that did not even hold up in civil court as a former state attorney general once again, what are your thoughts on this case? Well, we are seeing consistently with the Biden administration, a two-tiered government, a government that serves the interests of those who ideologically support the Biden administration and a government that, that couches as President Biden did in his speech in front of, um, uh, in Philadelphia, in front of Freedom Hall, where he said that half of America are the enemies of America a government that targets ideological opponents for for really intimidation tactics. And the Department of Justice, unfortunately, has been a part of that. There have been scores of attacks on churches and pro-life health centers, and we're not hearing anything about the investigation of the Department of Justice or action to protect those pro-life centers. Yet we have a, a father of seven who has not engaged in any violence in the past, who had a shoving match outside a Planned Parenthood facility. And we have over 20 FBI agents, guns drawn, raiding his home in the morning. Now, we're seeing a lot of similarities uh, in other areas occurring where the Department of Justice is targeting people and really acting as the Praetorian Guard or the protector of the president, rather than an objective uh, a state agency in a democratic republic that is focused on justice. Former Kansas Attorney General Phil Klein, thank you. Thank you.
I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.